This is a Tech Briefs Media Group podcast. Hello and welcome to another Who's Who at NASA podcast. Since 2003, Farzine Emsagirgian, Principal Investigator at Langley Research Center, has worked on the Navigation Doppler LiDAR, a sensor designed to support safe and precise vehicle landings on Mars and other destinations. The breadbox-sized NDL contains a laser-associated receiver, processing electronics, and lenses connected by fiber-optic cables. Amsagirgian will soon oversee the testing of the technology in California's Mojave Desert. Yeah, I guess I'll just go right in. Can you give me kind of an overview uh, from a technology perspective of what the uh, the navigation Doppler LiDAR is? The MSL mission, uh, if you remember, uh, with the sky crane and the big rover and all that, mm-hmm. it had a, a, a radar uh, with multiple... Um, antennas mm-hmm. to provide uh, altitude and velocity information during the critical uh, the, the seven minutes of terror that they talked about. Right. And a lot of those uh, complicated uh, landing uh, scenarios, all those events that are a scripted event that had to happen at the precise time. Uh, it was really based on the information that the radar was providing. Mm-hmm. So, at, um, uh, you know, both in terms of uh, altitude and, and, and velocity. Um, so uh, the NDL is uh, very similar to the MSL radar. It was called, by the way, TDS, uh, Terminal Descent uh, Sensor. Uh-huh. Uh, it's very similar to TDS as far as functionality goes because it does provide altitude and velocity. Um, by the way, when we say velocity, we mean the magnitude, the speed that is coming down, and also the direction the vehicle is, uh, is traveling. Uh-huh. It's a vector velocity. Um, so NDL also has um, multiple antenna. In our case, is uh, uh, three laser beams uh, propagating in slightly different directions from each other for the ground, and uh, luckily, yes, the reason for that, we have multiple beams, is that uh, uh, we measure the range to the ground along the laser beam, and uh, using the Doppler effect, we measure uh, the velocity component along that laser beam. So, So we need at least three beams we need the three beams to uh, be able to uh, calculate the velocity vector, the x, y, z component of the velocity. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, in a sort of uh, a radio wave, of course, we are transmitting a laser beam. 
Um, and the fact that uh, laser uh, uh, radiation has a much, much higher uh, frequency compared to a radar, um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's like a full order of magnitude higher frequency. Uh, it makes the measurements a whole lot more accurate. The fact that uh, the beams are uh, confined or collimated as opposed to diverging radar radiation, there is uh, very, there's no effect of uh, uh, clutters or um, effect of the train on the measurements. So the measurements are more precise and uh, have a higher quality, meaning um, there are very little false alarm and the measurements are, uh, when we make a measurement, they're good measurements. And it's also smaller too, right? Smaller and more lightweight? Uh, that's, that is correct. So uh, radars are bulky. And although the, the technology has been around, but it's still uh, very expensive. Mm -hmm. So the NDL is both much, much smaller and potentially lower cost. Um, and, you know, a lot of complexities that go to the radar because the measurements are not good. They have to have a lot of signal processing to make a sense out of them. Uh, the signal, all of that goes away. So, uh, and, and the fact that the NDL relies on a lot of components that are used for telecom industry, uh -huh. uh, it can be relatively low cost. And so, where will we see this being used, and do you see it being used uh, on all rovers going forward? Yes, we do. Um, I gave the example of the MSL, uh, but other uh, landing missions also used radar for landing, uh, not as um, uh, complex and uh, large as MSL radar, but still they require uh, measurements of the altitude at the minimum as they're coming down. So we see the NDL to become a, a standard sensor for all landing missions for NASA. For the Mars example, how will the LIDAR be coupled with the lander vision system? Oh, um, well, the NDL is a standalone sensor. It's very much like an inertial measurement unit. Mm -hmm. That all landing, all the uh, uh, landing vehicles have. Uh, so NDL is a standalone sensor. When it is used with the uh, uh, lander vision system, it can then provide a, a, a complete solution for uh, precision landing. Uh, the lander region system um, provides a, a very re relatively precise position of the of the of the vehicle, mm -hmm. and it is uh, 
several kilometers uh, above the ground. So now with the data from landing with lander vision system, we know where we are. The NVL can help the uh, the landing vehicle to navigate to the intended uh, uh, landing location. So, uh, so with the lander vision system, uh, would will tell the will tell the la uh, vehicle where where it is, relative where to be supposed to go, and then uh, the NDL provides the the navigation data for the lander to navigate to that location. Mm -hmm. So targets of interest or what kinds of locations would, uh, would, would this technology be helpful for? Well, um, uh, you know, uh, up until now, a lot of the missions uh, were done, a lot of the studies was done to find the most benign and safest place for landers. Uh -huh. As we go forward from now on, that won't be the case. Uh, we need to go places that are uh, either scientifically important, they have high science values, uh, like the edge of a crater, or uh, as we are moving towards human missions, uh, we need to go back to the places where the um, Landing is is is, is uh, becoming more and more important. Um, you know, uh, I, I give you an example. Uh, uh, one of the reasons the NDL started initially was because it was we were considering going to the um, uh, polar regions of the moon, where um, uh, scientists. Um, What are you working on now in relation to the technology and preparing it for missions? Well, uh, we just um, uh, we just completed uh, the what we call the Gen three uh, generation, the third generation of the NDL, which is a, a very compact uh, and uh, with. Uh, 
expanded operational envelope compared to the previous uh, system. Uh, so this Gen 3 we just completed, it has, is probably very, very close in terms of the form factor to uh, a, a, a space flight unit. Uh, so we got that part done. And now we are starting to, uh, well, we actually already started working on the space qualification aspect of the NDL. So testing? Yes, uh, we are um, uh, doing some redesigning using, uh, using components that are uh, tolerant to the uh, space radiation, for example. Uh, and we do these redesigns using a space uh, a space qualifiable components then uh, the plan is to do uh, yes additional testing specifically for space flight mm -hmm. and so how soon uh, can we expect to see this on on rovers if we can stick with the current plan uh, we're gonna have a engineering test unit by the end of 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a fiscal year, 2018. That is October of, of, of uh, 2018. And then, uh, uh, let's say, additional testing in 19. So I would say uh, probably around 2020, 2021, probably 2021. Mm -hmm. And can you talk a bit about your responsibilities uh, and your work with this project? Um, I, I serve um, kind of like a, 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 a principal investigator of this. Um, the NDL, uh, actually we started working on this technology in uh, uh, around 2000. <laughs> mm -hmm. with uh, some initial uh, funding from the from our own center some seed funding from the center uh, so I was involved from day one I uh, developed the concept initially and then uh, stuck with it through its development uh, since 2003 or 2004 time frame do you see any other additional applications that are possible beyond uh, the landing of, of spacecraft? Uh, many things we develop at NASA, they also have applications for uh, terrestrial uh, applications here on Earth. Uh -huh. Yes. Um, here on, on Earth, uh, a lot of navigation systems uh, rely on a GPS signal. Right. You know, um, nowadays uh, we are completely lost even uh, driving around town without the GPS. <laughs> but that's also true for, for aircraft. Now, there are situations where uh, we cannot rely on GPS signal. Um, that 
that's especially true for, for uh, some of the military applications. And the NDL can help with um, uh, with these uh, with aircraft to to navigate without the GPS signal because it does provide uh, altitude and velocity information. Um, and um, uh, so, uh, not ha not having to rely on the GPS is 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 pretty attractive. So that's one of the major applications. Uh, again, another application would be uh, when it is important to have uh, altitude uh, information relative to the ground. Because, you know, GPS, it gives you a position information, but doesn't tell you uh, how far you are off the ground. It, you know, it just gives you a coordinate. Mm -hmm. NDL gives you altitude relative to the ground below you, and 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 that is uh, that is important. For example, uh, when helicopters are in the field, um, like in, and when they land, they uh, pick up a lot of dust and makes the pilot uh, visibility very um, uh, degraded. Um, in those type of situations, having a good information of the, of the altitude relative to the local ground, uh, both altitude and velocity information, good velocity information as well, uh, it gives some options for the pilot to be able to land in what they call degraded visual environment. Great. And finally, what is most exciting to you about this LiDAR technology? Uh, well, to me personally, like any other technologies, uh, I'd like to see this uh, used uh, in, in future uh, NASA landing missions. Uh, having a, a small part in a successful uh, human missions to to the uh, to the mars would be extremely exciting